Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sassy Southern Yankee Podcast. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I am the founder of joybaseliving.com. I've been a life and business coach for about uh, 20-something years with a master's degree in counseling and thus and such. And that's just to give you a little background on my um on my wisdom and I am with a very amazing woman who is an artist her name is Michelle Stone and she is also an art curator and she leads classes in art therapy Um, we started this season two of the sassy southern yankee to be clean language for parents and families who want positive, neutral, healthy banter of two cool women hanging out um, who are willing to explore topics of all sorts. We believe in love as a superpower and our world is made up of meaningful conversations. A lot of times during the podcast, we'll mention different pieces of art or different hyperlinks If you happen to be following us on our blog, you know that the podcast is just integrated right into it. Um, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or or anything like that, and you want to see the images or the hyperlinks, just go to uh, joybaseliving.com and then either click Lioness and you'll see all of our joint uh, blog posts, which include the podcast. Um, or go to the very bottom of the website to the search bar and type in the word lioness and you can type in episode 35 for this episode of, if you hear anything that you wanted to check up on. Um, I wanted to start out with a thank you to um, those of you who are sharing your comments. Uh, the new friend that we met yesterday who happens to live in Seoul in South Korea. Um, Her comments have felt so alive to us that I feel like we're sitting around a dinner table together and having a really rich conversation. And so I'll read that out loud to you in a little bit. Um, But I wanted to start out with a prayer. We had a prayer request today from one of our very loyal readers and listeners. His name is Will Mathis. And he found out that his sister um, has contracted uh, the thing. We're calling it the Corona. We're calling it the Rona. Um, I don't know how to approach that here because I'm honoring that she's not feeling well. And so I don't want to make light of it in the way that we usually do. Um, I want to honor that she is moving through something challenging right now that she's not feeling well. And I want to offer a prayer on her behalf um, and for him and for the rest of the family as well. And for anybody else who might be suffering And I also want to offer a prayer for anybody who's out there who's really just feeling antsy from being in their house. Someone else reached out to me today in that way. 
Um, so I was asked to mention uh, by Willie, I was asked to mention his sister's name. Her, her name is Joni and she lives in Minnesota. So it's Joni from Minnesota. Shout out to you. And uh, we'll include you in the prayer as well as everybody else. Michelle, is there anybody else that you would like to add and you can mention their names or not mention their names? Um, I have some friends over in Arusha, Tanzania, who, um, well, they have, for all of Arusha, they have about 20 people who have contracted the COVID-19. And so I want to shout out for them. But I also want, there's a little girl out there who's uh, 13, who um, is, is completely paralyzed from the waist down. And her mom is trying to support her and her brother. And so there's a little bit of stress going on with them as, you know, her mom is the only sole provider that they have. And so, you know, trying to keep her healthy and make sure that that she's able to support, you know, the two children. And so, and the little girl is also, you know, being paralyzed. Like, she doesn't really have a lot of things that she can do. And, you know, so she's kind of, in, in the house mm -hmm. so prayers go out to them too please so let's just take a moment to tune into our hearts tune into the wisdom that goes beyond our intellects or our, our or our small sense of what we think we know let's tune in and tap into the deeper sense of love and the deeper sense of faith that each one of us is capable of opening to. Let's tune into the deeper wisdom, to the larger field of love. As we honor the human experience of limitation or suffering or pain or darkness or fear, let's hold those feelings in, in the palms of our hands and let's see ourselves bringing those experiences to the light and let's see the light touching those experiences and reducing their intensity reducing the feelings of tightness and constriction and fear within our own bodies allowing a greater sense of comfort within ourselves and making more room for a miracle to take place, for healing to take place, for love to do its part. Yesterday we talked about the 39 inches of topsoil, rich soil. Let's make ourselves and our minds as fertile and friendly and open as rich soil is to new seeds. Let's plant seeds for each one of these people of well-being, health, that we recognize through their smiles, that we recognize through their laughter, that we recognize through looking at them and seeing evidence of well-being. We give thanks for all of the well-being that does exist within our lives and around our planet. We give thanks for all the well-being that does exist inside of all the people that we love, including the people 
who might not be feeling well right now. And as we place our attention on the awareness of well-being, we give the well-being an opportunity to be spotlighted. And what we focus our attention on does grow. And so when I hold somebody in my heart in a place of perfection and well-being, it's not because they should live up to that, because maybe they will or maybe they won't, and maybe they can and maybe they can't. But it's because at some beautiful, deep, mystical level, that's already who they are. And so it's my job and our job to the best of our ability to hold in our hearts the most beautiful, loving, joy-filled images and experiences and knowing for each and every person that we think of. When we do this, not only does it open the gateway for healing for them, but it also opens the gateway for greater healing for us. Love is the greatest power in the world. And when we tune into the most pristine, beautiful vision of anybody in our lives, we offer ourselves the gift of tuning into the best TV station ever. Produced by love and beaming into each one of our imaginations as we choose. We give thanks that we have these imaginations. We give thanks for the freedom to choose at any given time where we want to place our attention. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we have the power to choose. And sometimes we don't because we're in a momentum of feeling something really bad or icky or negative or fear or something. And in those moments, we give ourselves tremendous compassion. We know that we're doing our best. And I believe that every single one of us is every single person's doing their best. Let's tune in once more to the field of love, the coherent field of love, and let us surrender to it now. Let's surrender our minds, our bodies, our lives to this field of love. And let's surrender as completely as we can, as much as feels comfortable to you, knowing that as you surrender, you make room inside of yourself for something bigger, brighter, and more beautiful to be enlivened inside. The surrender is actually an act of saying, okay, I can handle a larger shell. I can handle a larger arena in my psyche. I'm ready, I'm willing, and I let go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And amen. Thank you, Michelle. That was beautiful, Deborah. Thanks. And so today's topic is the power of words. And I don't think I've ever done a prayer like that publicly. I've done prayers like that for individuals or for small groups or for 
workshops or you know place times that I've been talking at different religious places um and I would love to hear some amens from our crowd from our audience um I'd love to know how that touched you the power of words means so much and um we live inside of language we are limited and expanded by the language that we choose to uphold in our minds. Uh-huh. And I, I think that this might be a good moment, Michelle, to, we talked about reading out loud um, Joanne's comment to us because we were both so touched by it. Would you like to read it out loud? Yeah. Um, oh. Give me just a second. Well, during this time of the Rona, we have all the time in the world. So really, (laughs) um, you can have more than a second. I think if it was like another period of history, it'd be like, okay, come on, move it. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, okay, look it up. Okay, so Joanne, she said, um, Dear Debbie and Michelle, wow, thank you so much for all the kind words of appreciation. I have no doubt that JBL is beaming a very clear signal because it actually reached me all the way across the world from your U.S. base. Oh, wait. Actually reached me across the world from the U.S. base all the way to South Korea. It is interesting to listen to an author and an artist to have meaningful conversations. <laughs> It is funny because I think of myself more more like an artist. It is more fluid, more fitting to my current state of mind, which is one that wanders a lot and drifts, always on the lookout for the next story that needs to be told. Charles Bukowski said, an intellectual says a simple thing a hard way, an artist says a hard thing a simple way. The question you asked in your podcast is, where are you in your ability to beam out a clear signal? I believe that your light is your essence and that you have the duty to yourself to let your light shine. And in the process, you are hoping that all the curious and lost souls out there will be drawn to it and will come to you for clarity and comfort. And that is my quest. Isn't that lovely? It was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. And I loved how... It, it, it's um, the way that she, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about, you know, because we're friends. And so we've, always, you know, we've been friends for over 20 years. And so I hadn't thought about an author and an artist having a conversation, like someone mm-hmm. else feeling. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I didn't either. Right. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is that. That's what's happening. OK. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the part about how. um when Charles Bukowski says, you know, an artist says a hard thing in a simple way. And that like encompasses the, the depth of, you know, the art that I was talking about yesterday. So, yeah, it's so, so poignant. So thank you, Joanne, for, for sharing that with us. It was, it was just beautiful. It made and my morning. So, yeah. And it's so funny. It made my morning too. And, and it's so funny because you're always thanking me for articulating things for you. And I'm always thanking you for doodling things for me. (laughs) 
I'm like, bring on the doodle. And you're like, Debbie, help me articulate this. Help me articulate this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, yeah, she kind of nailed it. And I want to give a shout out also to Joanne for her book. I know I did yesterday, but like, okay, I wrote a book a few years ago, like 20 years ago called Reach Your Stars. And one of the, that one of my deliberate intentions in there was that every page would feel like, like you could just go to the bathroom and like, you know, read it in like three minutes, three to five minutes Mm -hmm. that you could have like a little chicken soup of the soul moment, but really quick, you know, like, like some of the chicken soup of the soul things would take like 20 minutes to read, but these would be quick and easy bite size. Um, And I, when I open up, Joanne's book called This Is Your Quest. Your mission is to experience happiness along the way. Um, at, at right now, I don't, I don't have like in my schedule, like I don't have time to read that right now. I hate it when people say I don't have time right now. I, like, I, like my schedule is full right now. So if, it, if she had had it on vo- voice, I would listen to it in the background, you know, when I'm doing other things, multitasking. But I got her book anyway on Kindle because I noticed that if I just turn to any page, like there'll be some rich food there. Mm. So like, it's almost like going, oh, I'm going to have a little piece of Godiva rather, you know, rather than trying to eat the whole thing at once. You know, I'll read you even just one paragraph. Um, I don't even know. I'm just pointing to any page. We'll see what happens. Right. Okay. Someone else just wrote. Someone else wrote this. Malika Naguran, managing editor of, editor of Gaia Discovery. I guess I must be in the testimonials area. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't even her writing, but I'm going to read anyway. To me, reading the quest isn't just about seeking happiness. It's about learning what went on, what is out there, knowing how society behaves, and recognizing how ideologies can entrap the unsuspecting individual. The book is also about freeing oneself from bias if one can recognize such bias by getting past the veneer of popular beliefs and even groupthink. Like, is that not us or what? Like, <laughs> that's absolutely like, us. Like getting past the veneer. Yeah. Right? If she was like making like a brand of jeans, it would fit us perfectly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all of our curves and the length and, and the width and the, yeah. Perfect. The whole thing, and, the whole thing. And, it, and it'd be like that that kind of material that you and I were talking about earlier, like that really soft kind of jean material instead of the t-shirt. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, that may, what, what were you going to say? No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about the t-shirt company. Yes. So, so um, Power of Words. So the reason we came up with the title for today is The Power of Words is because that theme just kept coming up all day. And one of the ways it did is I get, I I bought t-shirts from this place called super love tees. And they don't know right now that I'm giving them a total shout out and promo, but I'm definitely going to let them know so they can um, know that we love them. And their t-shirts are like, they're so soft. They're soft as a baby's butt, like an (sighs) infant's butt. Like they're just really, (laughs) really soft. And, and they don't have tags or anything, but a lot of the higher end t-shirts don't have tags, but these are just, oh my gosh. And they have like spiritual messages on them. And sometimes they're like a little too Hollywood woo woo for me. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, really? No, not like, they're kind of like that. 
but I love, I love their concept. And when they come out with ones that like, that feel like a match to the depth of my soul, sometimes I just can't resist like buying one. So this one says, I pledge allegiance to the loving souls of this earth and to our shared humanity for which we stand. One tribe, indivisible, with liberty and peace for all. That's so beautiful. I just love that. Uh, that's just so beautiful. It is like a prayer on a t-shirt. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's got underneath, it's got like these little doodles with yeah. a heart underneath. Yeah. Like I, I'm imagining like two hands together, you know, because you're yeah. right. It is. It's like a prayer. Yeah. It's like a prayer. And I'm like on a t-shirt. I, I would wear that. T-shirt. Like, that's cool. That's like oh, really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was, so we're talking about jeans and t-shirts and how did we get from Joanne to jeans? And like, like it's, <sighs> it's just all the same kind of feel, which is so cool. Um, and then I read a quote that said, faith begins as an experiment and ends as an experience. By so, William Ralph Inge. Faith begins as an experiment and ends as an experience. That's so true. I was I was thinking, kind of weird, but I'm going to say it anyway. I typically don't talk about this, but... Um, I was communicating with my friend from Africa earlier today. And we we had the group of us that went to Africa and and he had a Zoom meeting yesterday morning. And so as we were talking, I said, you know, and, and during yesterday's meeting, we were praying for him and, you know, the people over there. And he's looking at us like, why are you praying for us? We're not the ones that have COVID-19 everywhere, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I said, you know, what did you think of yesterday's meeting? And so, and he literally got so emotional that he shed some tears. And so and I'm just going to read it, what he said. He was like, it was good. Everyone, everyone was very attention to listen to me. So there's, there's a, cause he speaks Swahili. So there's going to be a little bit of a, a language adjustment. Um, everyone was very attention to listen to me. It was so encouragement. You guys touched my heart the way you pray and think of how people of Arusha through my ministry. That's why I felt to cry. I don't know how to explain, but I'm praying for you guys. And I thank God for this connection. You give me more strength and encouragement on what I'm doing. And at that moment, it hit me that, I mean, because we're always, he and I are both always like expressing gratitude toward one another. And, and, and I don't remember what episode it was, but I kind of shared how it was just all these very serendipitous events. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and I responded, I too am very grateful for the connection with you. I think about how we can help each other through praying and inspiring each other. It is a true gift from God. I have no idea what is in store for us, but knowing, but I know considering how we've connected, there's something truly remarkable. 
and so but it's just so it's so much bigger and it's so much like you have no idea how people will affect you and how you'll affect other people and just the power of the words that we have with each other just to express the feelings and the emotions that we have inside are they're they're just the words are just so profound (laughs) so I want to talk about something about words that's that's a little bit deep and a little bit heavy but I think we can do it here within the context of joy-based living of course so so we've talked about the um the trifecta of spirituality um psychology and peak performance Mm -hmm. or you know being a reverend being a coach being a psychologist you know all of then you can doodle about it Um, (laughs) (laughs) you hear my pens (laughs) and and it's for each one of us to be our own reverend to be our own psychologist to be our own coach Mm -hmm. and and um in the in the realm of the psychology part of the of that Venn diagram, it's three circles. So you have spirituality at the top, psychology on the bottom left, and coaching on the bottom right. And when it comes to psychology, the 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 scale goes from disconnection from self to connection with self. Like, if you think about it, people who have psychiatric disorders have splits in their mind. Right. People who have strong self-esteem and self-worth know themselves as whole. Mm-hmm. Whole beings. Right. Right? So, when I, so, the realm of the split, when somebody's got splits in their, or a disconnection from self, disconnection from your strengths, disconnection from who you really are. There are some people who I know who are like, oh, yes, my superpower is honesty. But then when you ask them about their strengths, they either won't admit them or they'll hide them or they're, they'll, well, hello, I don't know what just happened. We seem to have gotten cut off. I think the part of us that, that, um, that like the topic of having a split in the mind is where <laughs> we got cut off. And I think that part of something, someone, somewhere didn't like the conversation and went to the satellite dish up in the sky and said, and cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. Not quite Something sure what. Something happened. But Weird. We, are, we are in the conversation. I think we should keep taking it uh, all the way through. Yep, me too. Okay, so um, we're talking about the, the Venn diagram, the bottom left. It has to do with psychology. It has to do with trauma and trauma being like a sense of disconnection from the self which is uh, the best definition I ever heard from it came from Dr. Gabor Mate the reason I'm bringing this up is because the power of words Um, the word trauma is not something that I bring up often during these podcasts because these podcasts are more of a positive neutral tone rather than deep healing, you know, gut-wrenching words that turn people off. Right. Um, and trauma is one of those words that when people hear it or they hear the word shame, that's another one, um, the general audience, general public, even people who I know closely, who I love dearly, who are conscious in so many ways, um, the word trauma seems to come with a lot of 
heavy baggage. And so I was having a really deep conversation with a close friend today who, even though she's been with me through writing the book Sanctuary and through two years of deep study before then, where I could use the word as much as I wanted, and she was just there with me for me, when it came to things in her life that I wanted to talk about or bring up or whatever, and um, not her particularly, but any, you know, someone that we both know or whatever. And um, she couldn't even let the word come out of her mouth. And so we have this thing called um, that we learned called the black swan in the room. And it's a negotiation term of like, what is the, like, what's holding back the negotiation? And most of you who know me know that like one of my commitments is to negotiate for joy as much as possible, whenever possible. And so a black swan in the room is um, what's the belief system that's holding back this conversation? Because if the conversation is being held back, then the, then the solution is also going to be held back. And the resolution is also going to be held back, which means I'm going to keep hearing about the same problem over and over and over again. And um, I became a coach because I don't like that feeling. Um, I like resolving things, moving beyond them. So, so what became, what, so this turned into something really fun because um, I was able to say to my friend, okay, what's the black swan in the room? What's going on? I'm like, you know, I don't even bring up the word that much during my JBL podcast. So it's not just you. It's, it's an awareness that, you know, not everybody's ready for this conversation. <laughs> so, so she goes, so she's like a little wordsmith. So she goes, Okay, well, look up synonyms. So all of a sudden, we're like all over like, you know, the internet looking up synonyms for the word trauma. And I wanted to share a couple of the ones with you that really like, um, made us laugh. Um, like, trials and tribulations, um, torment, like stop tormenting your sibling, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, a bummer, drag, um, woe. Uh, burden so burden was easier for her I was I there was another one that was like cross to bear and I'm like I like that one like I was like ooh, cross to bear and she was like I hate that one like so <laughs> <laughs> and so I, it was so fun because we got to see that for each one of us it was a very different experience of different words and so trials and tribulations. So if somebody is going through, like, they're not promoting themselves online, for example, and you know, they should, and you know, they could, and you know, they want to, but they're feeling really insecure. Well, where's the insecurity coming from and how deep does it go? And so if you look at, you know, what trauma is keeping them from that, that lives within them, that might not even have words to it, then you can help them heal and go beyond it. But, um, I guess I'm afraid that if we call it like trials and tribulations, that, that, that the digging won't go deep enough to get to solution. But so I think where we landed that we both agreed on was unhealed scars. Mm. You know, that, that if you're struggling with something and it, you keep repeating the same problem over and over and over, you could ask yourself the question, well, what are my, some, some of my unhealed scars around us? Right. Like if you look in the mirror and you go, I should be able to accomplish this, or this or that. And, and I've pointed the finger in many different directions to blame a lot of other people 
But the finger ends up back at me after the 532nd time. Right. You know, it's like, wait a minute, who's the common denominator in this story? Oh, it's me. But then what do you do about that? And then if it turns into shame, that's not going to help you. So like for me, the word trauma has turned into a word of empowerment. But like for my friend, it was like so dastardly of a word. It was creating more trauma for her. So um, what do you think about that, Michelle? The term unhealed scars or do you have a favorite from this little list of, um, of synonyms for, for trauma? You know, Deb, I think unhealed scars is the most identifiable. Like people can, because, you know, you can, again, the vis- visual person that I am, it's, you know, there's a scar there and it's unhealed. It's, it's still kind of raw. It's still kind of, but you want to pretend, you know, and, and then, and then what happens is let's like, my son's been poking at, not poking, but like pointing out the, um, I have a scar in my right knee from a mm-hmm. um, bicycle accident when I was six mm-hmm. and He's like, mom, tell me about that scar. And so I did, you know, but I'm thinking about like scars when you first get them and they have, you know, like the next day they start to get that scab over it, mm-hmm. but then you want to protect it. And so you won't let anyone touch it within at least an inch. Mm-hmm. And so when you have these unhealed scars, there's like this bumper around them, this like cushion of pillows or oh yes. yeah and mm-hmm. so where where you're like oh no I'm not touching that and it's you know after you've had it for so long especially the invisible ones you don't realize they're bumpers you're like oh it's kind of like trigger words you know like yesterday when we put up the the video yeah of, of yes, my yes. you know my thing you're like caution trigger that you know this is a triggering visual or whatever yes and because I'm in it and I've lived it and I made it that's not triggering for me I think it's powerful like I look at it from an empowering perspective but other people are like oh wow it's triggering oh yeah you know that's and so for the unhealed scars it makes perfect sense that that's a really you know that that's that's one that would be easier because people can identify with it um Wow. And and it's funny because I said bumper and there's ones here that say disappointment, disaster, downer, drag, misfortune. Um, I think for me, annoyance would be poignant. Um, bother. I mentioned to, to Debbie earlier before our call, nuisance. I've heard the word nuisance in my childhood. So, trying to look it up. Tribulations, trials and tribulations. Trials and tribulations. <laughs> like, like it makes me laugh. Right, right. It does too. Me too. Um, underneath, so you have cross to bear, and then you have double whammy, and then you have hard knock. When I hear, when I see the word hard knock, yeah. I immediately go to Annie. It's a hard knock life. Yeah. For us. It's a, you know. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you guys just got me to sing on, on the air. That's <laughs> not happening. Anyway. Um, if I could think of the words, I would have joined you. Right? Something, something, <laughs> a stitch when you're in an orphanage. <laughs> That's what I'm right? Like, I, I like remember it just barely enough. <laughs> so funny. Um, suffering, trial, trouble violation worry i think worry is probably one of the most common words 
the people who weren't. Yeah, but here's the thing. Most of those words don't lead the mind to solution. Correct. And that's my beef with them. And so when, when somebody says unhealed scars, that's an invitation. Right. Because I think it's real easy to go, well, I have problems or I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like all those words are fun and good, even trials and tribulations, but they don't, they don't, they don't open the, they don't lead you straight to the threshold of, okay, what are we going to do about this? Right. 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 And so, um, yeah, anyway, so it's the power of words. It's like, but you know, I can't help my friend if every time I use a particular word, she shuts out because she's flooded emotionally in a way that is not in a way that's so uncomfortable for her that she can't handle it. Right. And so there's, you know, I think there's like a fine line between like being authentic and then also realizing who you love and who you want to serve, you know, who you want to be present for Right. Um, and, and being able to shift and like, it's kind of like being different on being different when you're, I'm trying to think of like metaphors here. Um, like if I'm in in front of a bunch of three-year-olds reading my, I don't think so book, I'm going to behave differently than if I'm like at a metaphysical church and talking to their congregation Versus if I'm in front of a bunch of CEOs and we're talking about leadership styles. Remember, um, it makes me think of like, was it back in January where they had all these these social memes of where they did the little, the little four like quadrants. Mm-hmm. And you had like one of Facebook and one of Instagram and one of Twitter and one of whatever. Yeah. So all these different little personalities. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're different in each one. Right. Like, you know, if you're, if you're having an impact, you're going to be different in each one. And, and there's going to be one that appeals to you more. Absolutely. You know? And, and so I think, I think if this, if this conversation had to, had to like land somewhere, it, it would be just, the importance of recognizing the power of words. And, and what I found really interesting is that when I looked up synonyms for trauma, do you know what showed up as the antonyms? What? Oh my gosh. What, what, what? Benefit, blessing, comfort, contentment, favor, happiness, health, joy, calm, order peace that is the exact reason you started joy-based living i know wow i know i want like, that's I want to scream, powerful but i don't want to scream because if somebody's got a headset on it's gonna hurt them right, right, like, right. i totally want to scream right now like it was so exciting and then I've, the set- yeah no go ahead i've got a visual so can you send me that list because i'm gonna start on that Oh my gosh. And then the, the second tier of, cause they have like the first list, which is like a, a darker highlight. And then the second list is just alleviation, healing, help, and relief. Like, look how we started this podcast today was with a prayer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And, and so 
I know it's really exciting it just it's it's like an honoring of the light and the dark it's like what's in front of the um embroidery and then what's behind it oh my gosh uh back to Africa um one of the things that I did over there was I had them write words on strips of material mm -hmm. And so they wrote down like a half a happy memory of their person because we also talked about trauma there too. Mm -hmm. And so write a happy memory and then on one side and then a, a more difficult memory on the other side. And so I made a little tapestry about it. And so you're talking about all the little dismembered, the little frayed edges and all the little like the messiness in the back of it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's like when we started Joy Based Living, we weren't we weren't really privy to the mess that was gonna be on the back. <laughs> we had no idea. We were looking for the for the prim and proper vision in the front. Or the oh. inspiring, empowering, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you gotta take me with you. I am your shadow. Mm -hmm. And if you ignore me, I'm just gonna get bigger and longer and darker. <laughs> It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. It's absolutely the dark, you know, with a little bit of light and the light with a little bit of dark. It has to be. You know, like that book that you, you shared with me, The Parable, um, The Soul in the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh. Oh, yes. And uh, I know often between our conversations that I bring that up, but it's, you know, it kind of, to summarize the book, for those of you who have not read it, it's a children's parable, but it's basically... Um, you know, here's the soul and it's, the soul is up in heaven and, and goes to God and says, God, what am I? And God says, well, you're light. And he's like, okay, well, how do I know that I'm light? Well, because that's what you are. And he's like, but how do I know? And God is just like, well, that's what you are. You are the light. And, you know, I mean, I'm making a very, it's it's much longer than this. There's a lot more going on. But anyway, so at the very end, he's like, I'm going to go find out what darkness is so I can, I can compare it with the light. And, and then his, another soul next to him is like, okay, I'll go with you and I'll teach you about forgiveness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when... <laughs> puts it in perspective totally puts it in perspective uh -huh. but you've got to have that darkness in order to and and it stinks that you do and you know and there are people in life that don't have to have the depth of the trauma that i don't know how to say it like like there are different levels of the trauma and there are some people who don't have to have you know who have who have uh, can I say a lighter level of trauma? I don't know. Yeah. Help me. Like, you know, there's like the I think lighter. So. I th I th well, I think when we're talking about like that, that part of the Venn diagram, that's the psychology and the split of like uh, the disconnection from self. Yeah. I think there can be a more severe disconnect. That's why I said it was like a scale, like yeah, a yeah. more severe disconnection from self. There can be like light flat fragments fragments I think we all have them to a degree yeah and then there's like wholeness is where you don't have any splits what why do I keep saying splits disconnection from self where you have total feeling of connection with self 
But I like almost associate it, it, That's why the Venn diagram, it's like all the circles are connected because to me, like somebody who has total connection with self might as well be enlightened and they don't need coaching. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> so that, so I think if we get to like a place of wholeness in any one of those circles, we end up in the other circles in wholeness as well. Well, Michelle, looks like we got cut off again. <laughs> so we were just talking about the Venn diagram and about psychology, spirituality at the top, psychology on the bottom left and coaching peak performance on the bottom right. And you were, you had something in mind that you wanted to say. So bring it. Yeah, no, I was going to um, mention that if you have just spirituality um, and, and you're like, you know, filled with spirituality and just very clear about it, then it's, it, it's, you also need the coaching and the psychology. So it's not like you can have just one without the other two, though all three of them have to be on point. And so like, for example, if you're, if you're just, if you're just doing coaching, then you need to have, you know, you can only get so far by just the coaching because, you know, the, the life is, is again, you know, it's the power of words, which um, equate to the power of thought. And so it, it all needs to be encompassed. And so like, if, if you need to have the coaching as well as the spirituality, as well as the psychology. That's what I found for myself. Yep. Like in terms of like accessing all three of those within myself, mm -hmm. like the spirituality is, is a belief that I'm part of something so much bigger. It's like a, a resting in the largeness of life. And it doesn't always feel like resting. It could feel like goosebumps at a star filled night because I'm so tiny and it's so big. Right. And, and that leads to a greater sense of my place in the world and a sense of belonging and wonder and beauty and awe. And if that's what the world is, then what am I? Like, like it, it makes me, it forces me to confront my beauty and, and, and honor myself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like it, it's so beautiful. And, and to see others that way, it's, it's magical. And, and then, um, you know, the, 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 the bottom of the, the self-connection part but my feeling is that if if the self-connection part is clean everything else can flow from there and if the self-connection part isn't everything else is going to be broken because the coaching part is oh i think i'd like to build a tree house or i'd like to grow a garden or i'd like to make more friends or i'd like to sew something together or whatever i want to paint like like the coaching part is I want to see something in the world that's different than what it is. I want to create something. I want to fix something. I want to do something. Right. right. But if you're doing it from a place of disconnection from self, you're not going to be as happy or create results that are as satisfying. And maybe you're going to reach millions and millions and millions of people, but you're going to still have that itch on the inside of dissatisfaction or not really happy. That like hole inside of you that yeah. I searched for for so long. The, the the yeah like searching for the hole inside of you ra rather than feeling whole inside of you right right like yeah it, for for me it was like you know when I moved down here I thought oh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do um 
I'm going to do business and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And so I spent a, a good many years just working in jobs that I was not happy in, mm-hmm. that were unfulfilling. And then, you know, probably a good 10 years. And then I met you and it was like, wow, you gave me like this, the spirituality angle and the coaching angle. And, and then it kind of helped me, you know, like, like reconnect myself. Mm-hmm. And well, so, but then it wasn't until the last couple of years that we really hit the trauma piece. Right, right. But I'm just saying slowly but surely that hole that I felt like I felt like I had literally had this like imaginary like like my soul was my whole rest of my body. But there was a, a, a like a part of it in the middle of like my chest where my diaphragm is, where it was empty, where there was nothing, you know, the, 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 like like energetically, if you yes, will. Yes, yes. And so when we started working together slowly but surely it started filling in and I started like leaning into who I was truly, you know, I went from doing all these other jobs to figuring out that, wow, I really am an artist and I really am an art instructor. And like, you know, the art is very much my life. Mm. Like taking ownership of your, of your desires and your gifts and your strengths. Yes. And that is also part of the, like the psychology aspect of it because prior you know, I, I wasn't incorporated. I was, I was like, I don't want to say detached because I wasn't, but just maybe lost or not, not as connected as I could be. Or maybe, maybe there was a fog in my connectedness. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I, because I, that, that's what, when you were saying like, you know, self the disconnection and, and, and self-connection and like how I was saying, there's like grades in between. And right. it's like, that, that's like fogginess. Like you could even have a moment of like, if you're driving down the road and it's like too sunny. Oh, and it's too, too, too bright. And it's so yeah. bright that like it hurts your eyes. Yeah. And everything is glaring. Yeah. Yeah. So like to me, self-connection is that feeling of from the Goldilocks fairy tale of like, it's just right. And and it's like approaching ourselves with all of our human imperfection and all of our divine perfection and all of our shadow and looking at ourselves and saying, oh, yeah, just right. Yeah. It, just it, right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think people who are wholehearted have that experience more than people who are perfectionistic or harsh with themselves or cold with themselves yeah I agree because when when you're cold with your with yourself or you're perfectionistic it's um it's too rigid there's no room for for authenticity there's no room for growth there's no room for change for something new to come into your life for you to smell the flowers because you're too busy walking you know within the lines on the concrete sidewalk like you can't you can't walk off to the left and go wow check out these flowers yeah yeah 
And and so, like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, how are you supposed to offer up your gifts to the best of your ability and offer up all the flowers from your soul if you're busy judging yourself? Right. You're not. You're going to hold back. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And I, mm-hmm. think, I think that's where a lot of the holdback comes from people who are really spiritual but who aren't self-connected. And then when they try to go into coaching – if they avoid words like trauma and self-connection, <laughs> they're like really going to have an upside down experience. Oh yeah. No, they're no, it's not going to, they're going to be like, what? It's what? not going to be pretty. And I think we've been there. I think we've done that. So I'm not speaking from a place of like, you know, pointing fingers. It's more like, Oh yeah. A uh, listener. If you're having this kind of experience, you might want to check into all three parts of the Venn diagram. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a little bit more pleased with your output if you do. So I think that's kind of, I guess as you're talking about the different pieces in the way that you are, it's inspiring me to turn it back to the self. Like, like honoring those flowers within, because when we're happiest, when we're contributing, But when we're contributing from a place of lack on the inside, it's never going to satisfy. Mm -mm. No, because you're, I mean, everything, all of your relationships, all of your connections, your communications with people is a mirror image of what you've got going on inside. And if you're coming from a place of lack, then that's what you're projecting. A place of lack about who you are. Yeah. A place of lack in anywhere. Well, but I'm referring directly to the self okay yeah 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 like if you don't feel like you're enough it's gonna affect every piece of output and every lack of output oh yeah absolutely because there's going to be blind sides of things that you can't see because you're too busy your psyche is is too foggy with you know with with the trauma with the the um with the the disconnect right so there'll be blind sides but what's worse than the blind sides is Mm -hmm. that there'll be invisible resistance to actually even doing it yep and then the world misses out on your gifts and i find that unacceptable i'm writing this down Invisible, <laughs> invisible resistance sounded really good. Invisible, invisible resist. resistance. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think that invisible resistance is what kicks people butt. And when we were talking about words like trauma and how people are terrified of the word trauma, I think it's because it's the invisibility inside the resistance that is hating the word trauma because it doesn't want to get caught. It doesn't want to be seen. It doesn't want to be brought to the light. It doesn't want to, um, it, it doesn't, it's afraid. Well, and it's kind of like shame and how shame, yes. shame, shame loves dark corners. So yes. you, you can't put a spotlight on shame and, and let it stay there. Like as soon as you say, Oh, well, you know, I felt shameful today. Oh, your body kind of goes into convulsions. Like, wait, what? I felt shameful. Oh, and you said it. How dare you say it? And then there's even more shame. But the more you honor yourself, and you talk about it like, oh, I made a mistake today. Yeah. And you know what? It's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to shed light on that stuff. 
shedding light, letting yourself off the hook, like all the stuff. So, oh my gosh, we traversed universes again, Michelle. But mm-hmm. I think today we really stuck to that topic of the power of words. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the power of words. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired visually today. So I'm like, we shed some light. I got the little light bulb going on here. So I'm wondering what what should we offer up to our audience for the question for the day? Um, how do the power of how how do words influence you? How do words influence you? What do you I think? I want to make it more personal than that. Okay. Or maybe maybe no maybe maybe that's personal. Like like um like what words have lifted you the most like what if we could use the question to trigger like strong memories so what words have i'm 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 seeing something like your highest calling or your highest being or your highest I don't want to get like vibration and go there, oh, but yeah, yeah. So like, like, are what words have what words have moved you to, to into into a higher state of being than you were before? That's good. That's good, but it's not great. Yeah, it's what words. I think I think it's working. What words have moved you to be your best, to feel your best, to feel your best. What words have moved you to feel your best? What words or which words? Um, which words? Words have moved you to feel your best. Which words have moved you to feel your best? And who said them? Yeah. And you know what? I was going to say who said them to you, but then I realized, Sometimes I've heard words in a movie and they moved me to feel my best. Don't ask me to think about one right now. The, the movie secretary always comes to my mind when I think of really positive stuff. Um, like, like even in the song at the end, I'll take you there, but I don't even, I like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but like, I, I just wanted to take the caveat off of it that it has to have been said to you personally. Yeah, no, I mean, sometimes there's, I, I know that, like, on the um, the platform that we talk on with Joy-Based Living, mm-hmm. one of the questions that somebody put out, was it me or was it you or somebody, about, like, what is your favorite quote of the week? I think you started that one. I think I did. Uh-huh. And, and because I was inspired by, by a quote, and I was yeah. like, I wonder if other people... Do you know, do you know what one of my dreams is? What? One of my dreams is that the very best, highest vibration movies that have the most powerful words in them mm-hmm. would be available for free instantly on stream at all times for every single person in humanity. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, like if PBS or whatever, some like nonprofit purchase the rights to the top 500 high vibration movies. You know, the movies that give you goosebumps, Mm. the ones that often, you know, 
if I don't own it at Amazon, they'll they'll like they'll they'll have it on, they'll have it off, they'll have it on, they'll have it off. If you want it, you have to buy it. Like like really, and even if I have it in my library, I get really mad because they'll offer all this candy crap to everybody for free. But the good ones, but the really good ones that have the best actors and the best storylines and the best music, the kind that give you goosebumps, those storylines, stories and words change who we are. Oh, absolutely. And the movies already exist. But what person who's in poverty, who can stream, who can afford to stream, they have, they have a computer, they can do that, is going to pay 15 bucks. For a movie or even five ninety nine to rent one. I know people who have a lot of money who refuse to ever rent from Amazon because they already have Netflix and they already have Prime. And so, and to me, every single movie is like eating a meal. Mm. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to spend my life minutes and seconds and moments in front of a movie, it's got to have a certain level of standard or please don't waste my, don't put white noise in front of my face. So could you give me an example of one or two of these movies? Oh my gosh. I used to have such a list and I lost the whole blog post. Uh, um, I call them your higher corpus movies because the four parts of the brain um, are are, uh, the the leaping lizard, which is the fear-based part of the brain, the furry mammal, which is the mammalian part of the brain that wants to just be loved and hugged and cuddled and soap operas and all that. And uh, then we have the monkey mind. I have got a really, like, monkey mind would be like, catch me if you can. You know, like, just, you oh, know, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of movie. Okay, so higher vibration movies are, like, um, Blindside. Oh, um, one of my favorites, yes. Right, 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 Blindside, Secretariat. That, that feeling that you just had right there, oh, I love it. Like, those, that should be, like, you know how they have R-rated, PG-rated, blah, 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 blah. that sound should be a rating. What about like Mamma Mia? No, it's close, but it's got two. It's got more of the furry mammal. Mamma Mia's got more furry mammal and monkey mind with some love. When you think about Nelson Mandela and that, like that movie where Matt Damon was the a star in that movie, the music will give you goosebumps from South Africa. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Okay, so it's like love that goes beyond. Like, Mamma Mia is like, I want love. I need love. I'm going to get love. Okay. So I'm talking about the high vibration that's like Secretariat or Blindside. Those were representative of love that, that transcends the human personality and moves into the level of spirit and brings itself back into Earth. So would Goodwill Hunting be like that too? Uh, clo- yeah, very close. If it's mm-hmm. not there, I'd have to give it some more thought. The other ones are more obvious. I'm like literally scratching my head right now. Um, yeah. I would have to give that one some more thought, but it would be in that realm. But notice that that movie didn't give you the sense of, oh, it's like that sense is, oh, this, yeah, if, yeah. This is, if Nelson Mandela could do that, maybe I could because the movie was done so well. Right. So, so it's not a it's not a cheaply done documentary. Sorry, don't mean to offend documentarians out there. But <laughs> but but it's a well made Hollywood movie that takes your breath away. Got it. Like to me, Goodwill Hunting blew my mind. 
it was the heck no side. It was, oh my God, it's not your fault. Okay, that's really cool. Right. But well, you're talking the, about show me the fullness of secretary running and let me know that I can too. Got you. Got you. That got you. is the realm of that's where you open humanity's eyes to look in themselves and go one movie after the other, after the other, after the other. And they go, oh my gosh, well, I'm a human too. Right. And then the storyline within the human being shifts. Hmm. Like that is such a big dream of mine. I've never spoken it out loud publicly because it sounds so insane. But what's it about? It's about money. It's about joy. So that dream of mine is a negotiation for joy for all of humanity. I want the actors to get paid. I want the companies to get paid. I want them to get paid out the roof for the rest of their lives and for the great grandchildren. And I want all of humanity to benefit, not just the people who can afford such storylines. Right. Wow. That's big stuff. So if you know anyone, (laughs) (laughs) bring it on. Yeah. So do we we want to stick with the same question? I love the question. Which words have moved you to feel your best and who said them? Like, I think it would be cool if our, if our listeners would like our readers would answer that question and write it in the comments and have a whole collection. Oh yeah. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, wouldn't that be so cool? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are connoisseurs of high vibration words and energies and people and things and all sorts of things. (laughs) So, so, you know, Goofy Gumbo, Julie's dog, who starred on one of our, a couple of our episodes here. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, to me, inspiring words and thoughts and ideas and things like that. Like Goofy Gumbo loves tennis balls. I chase these. Mm, got you. I, I ch- that feeling that you had when you went, oh, I chase those. I dig for those. I mine for those. My life is about <clears throat> like, like that, that's all that matters to me. You're that. You're, uh, you're, I think you say this, you're mining for joy. I'm mine for joy. I'm mine for magic. That's magic. That's magic. I was going to say, I didn't think that was joy. That's magic. Yeah. Well, it's both, but magic, it, it feels magical. It's a yeah. magical sort. Of, I think joy has so many different flavors. And I think that's, that's just a magic. Like I couldn't live on that. I can only watch so many of those movies in a row. Cause they're so filling. Right. So like that, kind of magic joy feels good to me in sprinkles but not on overload because it, it, it can flood me just as much as trauma can well and wasn't it Dr. Mario Martinez who said that sometimes like, well yeah that like we can reach a joy ceiling it's a joy ceiling maybe but it's more of a I wouldn't say it's a joy ceiling it's more like when I eat Okay, this. I, I wish I was getting paid for this commercial right now. But when I eat Godiva chocolate, and it's mm-hmm. a, a, a Godiva truffle, not a bar, but a truffle, a real truffle, and it's fresh made. Right. I don't need much of it before I've had enough. 
It's the dark chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's so rich. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch 20 of those movies in a row because when I'm finished watching one, it reverberates in my being and I, I savor it. Like, I don't want to pile another one on top of it. Right. Because, and, and it like resonates in your body for a lot. Like you said, it's ever, you savor. So it takes me back to, um, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I went up, up to New York. And I think I mentioned this in the podcast or either you and I talked about it and where I'm from in upstate New York, there's, um, it's at the, where I'm from is, um, at the bottom of this lake, uh, Seneca Lake and the Finger Lakes. And there's a lot Seneca. of water, okay. the Seneca Lake. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of waterfalls. And there's a, a gorge in the, in the middle of downtown. And um, just like the next town over, there is a, like a glen. So you go up through this glen and it's got the water coming down, like this gorgeous waterfall that comes down. And there's a little shelf behind it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shelf? behind the waterfall Mm -hmm. and and that's very common in this area of of upstate new york but i remember one time i went with my son was like four or five and my cousin took us there and the water was so invigorating like like it it, i mean i I don't even know how to explain it it was so invigorating that the next day i did not want to take a shower and I'm going to say it. Yeah. I, I didn't take a shower, literally, yes. because it was that invigorating. And then the next day after that, so it's like, let's say it happened on Saturday. So finally, on Monday evening is when I took my shower because I was still living the invigoration of the water, just that fresh mountain water just coming down on my body. Yep. So gorgeous. Yep. Yup. That's what, that, 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 do you like that? That's that it's so refreshing Yeah, and it's so clean and it's like, it's not just your body that's clean, but it's like your, your aura that's clean. Oh (laughs) yeah. Everything is like, I've done that with really clean spring, like spring fed lakes. Yeah. Like I don't want to take a shower afterwards. Why Mm -mm. would I want to do that? Like, like, no, like, why would you want to? It's just, yeah. it's, it is the it is the bath. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, but you you just feel so cleansed, like you said, oh. your aura, your body, your hair. My hair was so incredibly soft. Mm. It was like you know, just like like my hair just came out of like I was just born. It was that soft, just yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay, I have a I have a question for you. Okay. I don't know exactly what a Glen is. I grew up in like New York city and then Miami and then Tampa. And like, I've read the word and I've looked it up and I did never really got a sense of like, what's the difference between a Glen and a meadow. And I, I bet that I've been like in Glens many times, like on hikes and stuff, but I don't know it. Okay. So a Glen, and maybe the Glen and the gorgeous, the same, I don't um, so, okay. So a gorge is where, the, where, where I am in upstate, you know, where I'm from in upstate New York, there's a lot of slate rock. And so there's a part where the gorge is where 
the slate rock, the, the earth was connected and it literally separated and it created like 17 waterfalls in this area. And I'll send you pictures. The Glen is just where um, it's it, the, the earth. I don't think the earth separated. I think it was like the way that it was built or the way that it like naturally formed. It's kind of round. You know, and so the waterfall is just—it's it, it, like a little, like a cul-de-sac. Oh, does that make sense? Like a cul-de-sac? Kind of, sorta. I you got know. me curious, though. I—I will be looking up some imagery. What is a glen? I'm just gonna write that as part of our topics. Okay. Like, what is a glen? Question mark. And and we'll we'll. We'll do some research on that and see where it leads us. I feel like we should come to a close soon before we stay here all night. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. I, I was, I've got some pictures here. Here's a waterfall that I can send you. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so I think we should because we're going to splice this stuff together and figure that out. So. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. Um, the power of words is one of my favorite topics on the whole planet and words are magic. Words are powerful. Words that we say to ourselves, words that we say to others, words that we hear from others, words that we allow ourselves to receive. And my wish for you is the most beautiful flow of words in your mind in your psyche, to the very cells of your being, to create the most magic and joy in your life. My name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I am joined here by my very dear, wonderful friend and cohort in magic. Her name is Michelle Stone. And you can find this episode at joybaseliving.com. If you click on Lioness, you'll see all of our episodes. This is episode 35. If you go to the search bar at the bottom, you will see, you can just click, you can write episode 35 and you'll, you probably access us pretty quickly. Thank you everybody. And we wish you a good night. Yes. Have a good night. Bye. Bye everybody.